Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 130. Today is the last day to enter the Bible giveaway. I'll have some information at the end of this episode, so make sure you listen all the way through. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Samuel chapters 8 and 9, John chapter 6, verses 22 through 42, Psalm chapter 106, verses 32 through 48, and Proverbs chapter 14, verses 34 and 35. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Samuel chapter 8 When Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. Yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you but they have rejected me from being king over them. According to all the deeds that they have done, from the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are also doing to you. Now then, obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king from him. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots, and to be his horsemen, and to run before his chariots. And he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest, and to make his implements of war and the equipment of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers." He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his servants. He will take the tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, No, but there shall be a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And when Samuel had heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey their voice and make them a king. Samuel then said to the men of Israel, Go every man to his city. 1 Samuel chapter 9 There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekorath, son of Aphiah, a Benjaminite, a man of wealth. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish... Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul his son, Take one of the young men with you, and arise, 
Go and look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Shalem, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. But he said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. So now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But if we go, what can we bring the man? For the bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again, Here, I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met young women coming out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? They answered, He is. Behold, he is just ahead of you. Hurry, he has come just now to the city, because the people have a sacrifice today on the high place. As soon as you enter the city you will find him, before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city. As they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow about this time I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have seen my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me where is the house of the seer? Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for today you shall eat with me, and in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. As for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for all your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjaminite, from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his young men, and brought them into the hall, and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, who were about thirty persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you, of which I said to you, Put it aside. So the cook took up the leg and what was on it, and set them before Saul. And Samuel said, See, what was kept is set before you. Eat, because it was kept for you until the hour appointed, that you might eat with the guest. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they came down from the high place into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, 
and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Up, that I may send you on your way. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to pass on before us, and when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make known to you the word of God. John chapter 6, verses 22 through 42. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do, that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Psalm chapter 106, verses 32 through 48. They angered him at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account. For they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples, as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood.
Thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hand of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. He caused them to be pitied by all those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 34 and 35. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor, but his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And God, today's prayer is a freedom prayer. Lord, we see all throughout the Old Testament where the children of Israel would find themselves in a place of bondage or captivity, but you would hear their cry and you would move on their behalf. In many of the same ways, Today, we can find ourselves also in bondage or captivity to the enemy or because of our own foolish choices. But God, when we cry out to you, you hear us and you answer. And so today, I just say thank you for being a faithful God, an almighty, all-powerful God who still sets your children free who still heals us and delivers us and helps to put us on the right path. We humble ourselves before you and say, come and have your way in our lives. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. And we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. For today's devotional, we're going to do something that we've never done on here, I don't think. And I'm going to call this a fast five. And then we'll talk about that Bible giveaway. So, Fast five, number one, in 1 Samuel chapter eight, this really stood out to me here, where Israel wanted a king and it displeased Samuel. So Samuel prayed to the Lord and look what the Lord said in verse seven. And the Lord said to Samuel, obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. God's desire was that he was gonna be the king to Israel but they were jealous of these other nations and they weren't satisfied. They weren't content to allow him to be their king. They wanted to be like all these other nations. That became a problem for them. But it also shows the heartbeat of God that he wanted to be their king and that they rejected him. And he's actually trying to console Samuel. Hey, they have not rejected you. Samuel, don't be rejected. You're not rejected by them. I'm the one who's rejected. Oh, there's something there so deep. All right, fast five, right? That's number one. Number two, let's look in 1 Samuel chapter nine, verse 27. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, tell the servant to pass on before us. And when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while that I may make known to you the word of God. Sometimes 
you have to be alone for the Lord to speak to you. Sometimes even a close friend, a confidant, an assistant, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from everyone and be completely alone for you to be able to hear the word that God might have for you. Some people do not know how to be alone with God and it reflects in their prayer life in the sense that they don't have one. That's for another time. So remember, fast five, this was number two. Now number three of the fast five, look in John chapter six. Have you caught on to what we're doing yet? John chapter six. Tomorrow, probably we're gonna go a little deeper here into what he's saying here about the bread of life. That's so powerful, right? But for today, look in verse 28 and 29. Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. There are a lot of people who agonize and they're tormented over, am I doing the will of God? Or am I doing what God wants me to do? And what should I do? Look what Jesus says here. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. There is so much freedom in that. You don't have to be anxious or stressed. God will lead you into things that he has called you to do. But the greatest work that you'll do, the work of God, is to believe in Jesus whom the Father sent. Fast five, that was number three. Number four, Psalm chapter 106, verse 43, 44, and 45. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. One of the things that we got to get a grasp on as we're reading through the Old Testament is, yes, how rebellious and stubborn Israel was, but also how unbelievably compassionate and merciful God was for them. One of the things that I struggled with early on in my Christian walk was to believe that God was for me. And I know so many people feel the same way. Or if you make a mistake or you make a poor decision or you experience a failure in your life and you think, that's it, I'm done. And it's not true. The Bible says here that he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. And he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Fast five, that was number four. Here's the last one. It's in Proverbs chapter 14. You like this, right? We've taken one little excerpt from each of our readings. So Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. I think about this often as I watch the country that I live in beginning to slowly crumble. Why? Because righteousness will exalt a nation. It will cause it to be prosperous, to thrive. But sin is a reproach to any people. You can study the history of nations when they were the best and when they collapsed. And you'll see this, that righteousness truly does exalt a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. When I pray for my country, I pray that righteousness would be exalted. I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. I know it was kind of scattered, but I had fun. This is a fast five where you get to do little snippets from each of our readings. I don't know if we'll ever do that again, but I enjoyed it for today. Quick word about our Bible giveaway. Today is the last day. If you have not entered yet, here's all you need to do. Go to my website at randygudo.com. On my homepage, there's an area where you can sign up to my newsletter. Sign up for my newsletter. And then on my homepage, scroll to the bottom. 
there's an area where you can send me a message. Fill out that information, send me a message, say anything, it doesn't matter, and you are automatically entered into any and every Bible or book giveaway or whatever we give away for the rest of this year. You will never have to enter again. I hope that you're all getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast. If you are, please consider sharing it with family or friends. If you'd like to support the podcast or our ministry, you can also do so by going to my website at randygudo.com, and there's an area at the top where you can give. I'm praying for all of you today. Please pray for me. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 131.